everybody. This is David Schwengel. I am the program coordinator for the MA program in theater at Bob Jones University. We've had a master's program in theater for how long, Dr. Aaron Naylor? I don't know. Okay. 30 years, 40 go. years? Long time. Long time. So we're excited to talk today about uh, the program and the final capstone thesis project. And today in the studio we have uh, the grads... The upcoming grads, they've just finished their two-year program in theater here at Bob Jones. <laughs> right, guys? Yes, we are. So um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the project. So let's talk about, you know, the role you played in the project, maybe how it came to be, what it was like. We'll do that, that kind of stuff. So, John, can you uh, introduce yourself and tell us what your role was? Sure. I'm John Michael Cox. I took on the role of director and scenic designer. Um, the process mainly started probably about a couple of months before I really stepped in because the two playwrights were writing over the summer. And once we had a script, then I kind of stepped in and started directing and figuring out designs and that kind of thing. And One of the biggest challenges was directing two plays at once, one being a comedy and one being a drama and also doing them in a found space, um, transporting actors and getting them adjusted to a rehearsal space that wasn't really defined and then going into the space that we're actually performing in. Um, it's a lot going yeah. on at once, right? Yeah. Tell, so um, what, uh, somebody, what is the, what is the capstone, pro- what is the thesis project for the MA program in theater at, at Bob Jones University? <laughs> Have I said that enough, Dr. Naylor? Yes, you have. What we did or what it will be? Um, what, what, what you guys did. Well. <laughs> and introduce yourself there, Bethany. Okay, my name is Bethany Woodfin, um, and I was the costume designer for this show. Um, the, the project that we did, we took our two plays off campus, and the four of us took all the roles and split them up and also played teams with some of it and we had to find a location we had to find um, other actors that could be in it and so we had the whole process of what it would be like to actually create a play um, in so you, the real world. You guys were acting like a little theater company is yeah. that right? Right yeah. we named ourselves Equinox Theater um, and basically from the time we decided what the roles would be worked as our own hypothetical theater company until the play was produced. So you're talking about these roles, and Becca, it looked like you wanted to say something about that. So what, yeah, Becca, what are, what, are, what are the roles in the thesis project? What does that mean? All, like, you're all acting? What does that mean? Um, I'm Rebecca Nason. I wrote the first play. I acted in the second play, and I designed lights and sound. Oh, so is that what you mean by the roles? Like, Yeah, we each took, well, we were all producers, and then along with the faculty, and then each of us took the um, roles that needed to happen in order to create a production. Um, uh. So we had a cast come in. So, so you you had auditions and you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had um, auditions at the beginning of first semester, and uh, we kind of knew that Bethany and I wanted to act. Um, and so, but I knew with writing, I couldn't there was no way that I could have a big role, so Caitlin had a smaller role that I could 
conceivably possibly do as well as writing and designing lights and sound. So you're mm-hmm. you're like a little theater company, everybody, and then you're you're doing different roles that are interesting to you as an artist, right? And trying to work on those on the on the the plays that you're producing. I forgot to introduce Dr. Aaron Naylor, who's with us in the studio today, who also helps with the program. Um, Hello. <laughs> has a deep. That's my recording voice. This is the recording voice. She got that from the University of Texas. Um, I bought it. <laughs> what? Um, we'll, we'll say more about that later. Uh, Caitlin, can you? I mean, talk. So you're talking about doing plays, Caitlin. Can you? So what? And this is like a really special part of the MA. MA program and the MA project this year. What, where did the plays come from? And this, this is a huge, right? Was that enough of a lead-in, C- Caitlin? <laughs> Don't be shy. Hello, my name is Caitlin Chisholm. I wrote the second play, and I was the marketing director and the stage manager. I knew there was something else I was forgetting that I did. <laughs> Budget. Oh, Some no. Budget? I was half budget. I was one quarter budget. You and Bethany shared budget. Yeah, Bethany and I shared budget. Yes. Where did these plays come from? Yeah, I mean, so the, the program... I know, they came from my head. <laughs> but, but, like, the program, what's unique about this project was what? That the plays were... I, I don't know what you're trying to make me say. <laughs> Are you, like, the process of how we got to them? Well, there's, I think he's... That's another question. That well, these I, aren't already established works that yes, have been done right. before. Yeah. We did this for the first time ever. Yeah. Correct. Yes. I wrote this play this year. And never before this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we're doing new work, right? We yeah. can talk about that for a while. Yes. Um, so, just to... So, so Caitlin, you are... You were a writer... And you worked on developing a, a new play for an audience, and you did marketing. What was involved in the marketing? Ah, uh, <laughs> a lot. I think that was my hardest project, actually. What, why was it so hard? Because I wanted to be in control, <laughs> and it fell out of my control very rapidly. What's hard, what, What's hard about marketing a new play? Well, it's never been marketed before. People don't know what it's about. You're trying to get them to come, tell them what it's about, but not tell them too much. Spark their interests, but not drive them away. Some people heard that my play was romantic comedy, and then they didn't want to come. Because, I mean, who likes romantic comedy, right? I know. Who does? Not 30-year-old <laughs> single men. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we need them anyway, right? I don't know. Was that, was that, the, was that the target audience? Wait. Um, so this was, this was a, yeah, it was, but it was a great kind of challenge, right? Yes. I learned a lot from my marketing endeavors. So um, what's... Uh, what do you think, what's one thing you learned from this? So, I mean, the, the MA program's two years, right? Two years long. Mm-hmm. If you're me, you stretch it into four. Okay, so Caitlin, <laughs> you started taking a class at a time, right? And you, you took longer, not because something was wrong, <laughs> just because you started one class at a time, right? Correct. <laughs> um, Caitlin's very methodical. Did you say Caitlin's methodical? Yes, it's like she's reading from a script over there. Yeah, there's no script. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, she also keeps nodding her head. But it's um, <laughs> it's two years long. So what would you guys say? I mean, you st- when did you start the thesis project 
process? I mean, when did you start working on your thesis project, your capstone project? A year last ago. Year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this time last yeah, year. Yeah, well, that's when we divided up the roles. I'm curious, what were some of your early ideas? Talk to me about, oh my God, you know, what were some of the early ideas oh, that wow. ended up being abandoned? Did you guys want to do Anastasia? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was a resounding no. Why does everyone want to do Anastasia? Is that We don't want to do Anastasia. Okay, good. Everyone yeah, doesn't. Everyone wants to sing Once Upon a December. Well, then oh. go sing it mm. in the shower. On a podcast. <laughs> on a podcast. Hey, our next podcast will be us singing <laughs> Once Upon a December. And then we'll December. sing Let It Go from Frozen. <laughs> we can't mention that because we don't have the rights to say that. Oh. I'm, no. Never mind. I'm, I'm kidding. Okay, so... Um, another reason to do new work, you don't have to pay royalties, Exactly. Right? exactly. You just pay yourself. Okay, so where were we? We were talking about... Well, she asked about former ideas. Yeah, yes. what were some of your early ideas that, that you abandoned along the way? Well, originally, Caitlin was going to write a full two-act, like, two-hour show. And that, it was just going to be one show. So you guys wrote two original plays instead, and how long were they? First one was about 45 minutes. 45, 50 minutes, depending on pausing. Yeah. <laughs> the second okay. one was just over an hour, probably. Hour 15. So, but originally there was this plan to do one play. Mm-hmm. What else? What were some other ideas? Uh, we talked about doing a collaborative, uh, derived work um, where all of us would be performing and sort of directing and kind of producing it as the four of us. Um, mm. But uh, sounds like Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> With we, were, we we don't know if Once Upon a December would be in that. Right, no. right, copyright. We also had the idea of Caitlin and I both writing, but we were writing the same story, but like it takes place at two different times in a person's life, so it follows one family's storyline. Mm. But it's like the first story is about the mother as a teenager, and then you fast forward and you're seeing her as an adult with the family. But it would be two distinct separate plays. But right. wait, one. why didn't we do that? Yeah, well, I'm kidding. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. So two writers, two writers, one story. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. That's nice. Um, well, we're going to end this session with. Do you guys have any? I mean, what what do you think you learned artistically? Um, as an artist, as a Christian, no, no pressure. But what did you learn from the thesis project? I think one of the biggest things for me as director is coming into it. Um, the scripts are constantly changing and constantly morphing, and you'll you'll uh, the writers were writing. I don't know what would you say, Becky. You were writing. At well, one point, you had several plays in one week that you wrote. And yeah, well, the first semester when I was writing, I think mm-hmm. I wrote about ten plays in between this and classes yeah. in the course of two weeks. Mm. Um, so a lot of different ranges of possibilities about what the play is going to be and where the play is going to go. And that helped me. And even throughout the process, there were still script changes even up until the last few rehearsals before opening. Mm-hmm. And so that allowed me, and I think it allowed all of us to be able to create something and see if it works and not get so attached to it that you have to hang on to it. You can't let it go if it's not helping the show. Um, And just let whatever is going to help the show be there. And Mm. if it's not helping the show... Then take it out of the show, even if it right. might, that might be your favorite scene. But you know, and that's, I'm yeah. a director, and I don't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's such an important part of the creative process, yeah. right? The ability to let go of something that yeah. 
you can't become married to every single idea. Yeah. Or as Becca and I have discussed, we can't die on every hill, right? Exactly. <laughs> I learned so, a new thing. Even, even just like little lines, like I may have really liked the way a line sounded in the in the scene, but if it's not doing anything or if it's distracting from the actual point of the scene, then it needed to get get cut. A lot of that was like in my humor. We realized it didn't translate well. Mm. Um, so a couple of the jokes that I threw in didn't make any sense coming out of another person's mouth. So that was interesting, like having to rework jokes or just completely get rid of jokes because they didn't mm. make sense anymore. That's partly the development process, right? Mm-hmm. Trying it live, putting it on its feet, which is what we have to do. Uh, can we? So we'll pause for a second and talk about the development process. People that have never worked on a new play or don't know what that's like. What? I mean, John, you've, you've as the director, you're talking about um, you had to help the actors accept new work going into the rehearsal process. Like, you know, more than halfway through, we're rewriting the scene, um, right? I mean, You and the actress themselves got several different drafts of the script. Right, right. So developing new plays is different than just picking up a, mm-hmm. a, a, a classic and, you know, figuring out what to do with it this time, right? So writers, can you talk about the development process? I mean, what what was it like? What, were, what are some challenges for bringing a new play to the stage for the first time? Um, For me, starting out, the hardest thing was I had so many ideas and so many options that to narrow it down was the problem. Um, And then once I realized what I wanted to do through the course of it, um, the first semester, writing every single week, it was a very, very emotionally draining experience. Um, Why so? Well, if just all the writing, like no, because I I loved the actual writing of it, but it was pouring myself into a work, whether or not the story has any biographical elements or not. Like you write about things that you are passionate about, and expending so much of that passion, for lack of a better word, every week, day in day out was very it took its toll especially once we got um there was one week where Caitlin and I had to take one of our favorite plays so she picked the matchmaker matchmaker, and I did Our Town by Thornton Wilder and we had to read it and then write our own version with the same structure as the plays that we chose but with different characters but a generally same storyline plot structure kind of idea And that was very hard for me because it became almost autobiographical. And then we had to read it in class as um, the four of us and the faculty, and we brought in like one or two of our close friends to read out loud. And it was very hard to hear. I don't know how Caitlin did it but and how she handled it, but it was very hard for me to hear my life in other peop- coming out of other people's mouths and writing it sure. was very challenging to realize... Like, this is me. I am being brutally honest, and I don't know how people are going to take it. And having to release control of almost my life and not have being able to care or not caring what people think about it. So that's part of the creative act is to, is to have, you know, maybe having something to say and, like, sharing it with others, and yeah. you don't know what they're going to think or how they're going to respond. But So part of the development was writing different plays, writing, going through prompts, yeah. Um, learning from that process and then figuring out the story you wanted to tell. 
Caitlin, what was the development process like for you? I mean, so there's a series of readings and going back to the the writing room, right, and and taking feedback and running with it, right? Is that what do you have to add? What was it like I for you? Think of imagination. So my play ended up having a lot of dream sequences that were as strange as I could make them. So what else about the development process? I mean, what was the process like? You wrote a play, you showed it to the group, your little theater group, your your yes, I did. fellow grad students, <laughs> and then you talked about it, right? Stuff like that? Yes. <laughs> well, What else happened? When we started rehearsing it, I wanted to be very hands-off and let the director and the actors explore. I think I was a little bit too hands-off because... I had a little bit of a struggle early on where people would make suggestions and I I knew when to say yes and when to say no but when I had such a habit of saying yes to every change then I felt really bad saying no when people would want to change a line so so part of this whole process is collaboration like learning to even disagree in a in a positive way not disagreement you know we can have the the disease of agreement as Ambogart says where we always just all agree but that doesn't necessarily I'd like to respectfully disagree. Create. <laughs> Wait, not in the podcast. Um, we were all agreeing about your... Yeah, I know, right? I mean, you have to agree, you have to disagree in a, in a really positive way that helps the work go forward. I mean, part of that's just just the basic um, calling we have as Christian artists to be honest, right, with each other. Also to be kind. Not, it's not like yelling and, yelling and fighting, mm-hmm. but... Um, we never yelled. That's good. Very good to know. Did we? <laughs> but there were certainly moments where the four of you had some disagreements. Oh, yes. Right? Which is just a normal part of the collaborative process. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of those times anymore. <laughs> they're they're gone. <laughs> you forgot the bad things, and you remember all the good. So, uh, Bethany, you, um, you had a huge challenge in this project. I don't know if you learned anything from it, but <laughs> do you mind talking about the... About my original role? Well, sh- that, or I mean, one of the, one of the, th- back to what we learned from this, I mean. Oh, my. Well, I don't think we should put it in the past tense then, because I'm still. <laughs> still learning. We're all still, still learning. Still learning. That's very good. Um, I mean, you were, you were actually, you fell ill, actually, and that was a huge challenge for your, you and the group even to, I, I think a lot of groups could have just crumbled under that. Yeah. Thing the Lord allowed into our lives, but. Yeah, I quite literally fell Uh, I can't make this fast Um, in a nutshell I quickly fell ill with um, shingles which had me in the hospital for um, four days Um, I brought my script because I was going to memorize my lines while I was there (laughs) and and Bethany one of your major roles was to play uh, the the lead role in in Caitlin's play right so that, that this was a huge I was the main actress for the longer play, so I was going to play Mackenzie um, in Happily Ever After, please. And that was something that I was looking forward to because um, just the, the size of the role and how it was different from anything I'd ever done and, like, a different process. Um, and so we were halfway through rehearsals, I guess. March 2nd, I went to the hospital, um, and I was there for four days. I had shingles, which led to viral meningitis, um, and wow. when they were checking to see if 
the shingles had gone into my brain. Mm. They found... Um, have they discovered that yet? If they have did? not discovered my brain. <laughs> Are we still uh, awaiting the results <laughs> of that test? Wait, <laughs> wait. Is Shingles in the Brain a song from Anastasia? Uh, yes! <laughs> shingles in... Okay, sorry. Apologies to Anastasia. It's, oh it's fun. When they were looking for my brain or Shingles or both, um, they found an issue called um, FMD... And that's a blood vessel issue that I had. I just didn't know about it. But the shingles and the stress of everything caused some rips in the arteries to... Yeah, it was great. So I that wow. triggered severe vertigo, and I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a lot. And I kind of knew, even before we left the hospital, that like I couldn't walk to the bathroom by myself. I couldn't, for a while, feed myself. Um, it was very much a quick life event and I knew that I wasn't going to be able to bring what I needed to bring to that kind of a role even before we left the hospital and the faculty were great and they worked with me and you they, better say that or we're thank, gonna thank you. find the shingles in your brain <laughs> thank, thank you Bethany the faculty were wonderful <laughs> you know I can't help but think about the idea that art is disruptive you know the creative process is always a disruptive process and I mean in Bethany in your case that seems even more <laughs> right like that seems even more weighty in some regard because i think it's it seems clear that part of what happened to you was the stress of all of the work right the creative work in addition to your work really became a disruptive thing in your body mm-hmm. and i don't know that's very <laughs> there's something instructive about all of that and hmm. your ability to work through some of that yeah, you know, disruption and still contribute to the process. I think is important. Well, it's, it is a metaphor a little bit. I mean, working on new plays, you just, you just never know what it's going to be until it's really almost too late to, mm-hmm. to. I mean, you can you know at the end you're making changes because you you realize what you have and mm-hmm. and that was you know in one sense that happened to you, Bethany. You had this surprise, um, mm-hmm. and I think I, I do commend you guys. I think it could have easily been, you know, a, a roadblock that you guys as a group could have crumbled around and, but you didn't, you, you swapped roles. We had to bring in a different actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bethany's doing some more of the costuming that, than she was before. So, I mean, there's, we, we made adjustments, but I think that it was a lesson for the whole group. I think about, well, that's something that I really, when I came back in, um, cause I was in the hospital and then I really couldn't leave uh, my apartment for a while. And then by the time, um, I got back to being at rehearsal for more than just a few minutes to say, here, try this on, or whatever. Um, The group really was great, and they were working together um, in spite of the fact that I abandoned them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So they were really good. And, um, I mean, it's kind of a lesson, too, and just from the Christian aspect, the the spiritual life. um, Yeah. Just, like, seeing... This is kind of representation, yes, in art and yes, in creating. But as the body of Christ, like we were putting aside a lot of things because of something that had to get done, and um, they were working together as a really healthy unit. And I think that is um, telling of of just who they are as as people. And they were willing to jump in and do a lot of things. Um, like Caitlin took over the bless her heart, the budget, and <laughs> um, they were sending me pictures of costumes and that kind of thing so it was it all worked out and then even just bringing in people that had already graduated and didn't even have a dog in this fight and they were really helpful in bringing me places to to shop because I couldn't drive or whatever mm-hmm. so it was a, just a cool thing to, to watch we have a great alumni presence in the area of 
former um, students that have gone through the MA program in theater here, and so we they, they helped out. And I think it is an example of bearing each other's burdens, you know. And that, Which is really ultimately what the theater is about, right? Caring for one another. Right, yeah. <laughs> seems like you were all sort of forced to do that. <laughs> right, even in the process as well as what's happening on the stage. So I, mean, I was sick the day of performances in Caitlin. And one of the other actresses stepped in, and it was really helpful. So. Yeah. In the day of. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Theater Arts Podcast here at Bob Jones University. This podcast was created and produced by the Theater Arts Department at Bob Jones University. This episode featured students in the Master's in Theater program. We have a two-year Master's program in theater. To check out the program or find out more information about our undergrad or graduate degree, please find us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or go to www.bjutheaterarts.com. Check out the About or Current Season or the MA in Theater page. Thanks for listening.